You are listening to a Stat Media Group production. This is Cargo Masterminds presented by Cargo One. This is an exclusive one-to-one weekly interview series with leaders from the world's leading air cargo and logistics companies. It is Monday and it is time to catch up with the new Cargo Mastermind with your host, Reggie John. Southwest Airlines is one of the world's most admired airlines, offering its one-of-a-kind value and service at 121 airports across 11 countries. Southwest took flight in 1971 to democratize the sky through friendly, reliable and low-cost air travel and now carries more air travelers flying non-stop within the United States than any other airline. 1973 marked the informal beginning of Southwest Cargo with shipments of small packages via passenger request over the ticket counter. Then, in May 1990, Southwest Airlines management allowed the cargo unit to function as an independent department. Since then, Southwest Cargo has committed to provide specialized air cargo products to its customers, what the airline calls a relentlessly reliable airport-to-airport service. My guest today is someone who has been with Southwest Airlines for 31 years. And for the last 16 years, he has been contributing to the success of Southwest Cargo and a key leader in making Southwest Cargo a relentlessly reliable cargo operator for shippers. I'm extremely glad to have Valley Devereaux, Vice President Cargo and Charters, Southwest Airlines, in today's episode of Cargo Masterminds. Valley joins me from Dallas in the US. Valley, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Such an honor to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you very much for the uh, invitation. Valley, could you please uh, place in context the importance of cargo in Southwest, uh, the biggest low-cost carrier in the world, with a fleet of uh, 793 planes, uh, all Boeing 737 as per the number that is available as of March uh, 2023. Sure. So, you know, Southwest uh, Cargo is a really a very profitable uh, ancillary revenue stream for Southwest Airlines, and it and it has been for some time. We have, you know, 4,000 flights a day, and you mentioned our fleet, uh, which is now right around that 800 aircraft number. So we have a lot of space on any given day to utilize and to try to make money with. And cargo has been just a great uh, contributor for many, many years here uh, at Southwest. I think the other thing I would, would maybe mention is that it's aside from the revenue, it's also you know proven to be a very important service. I think to the communities that we serve, we oftentimes you know fly life-saving medical shipments around the system. We have a really good network for that kind of thing. And, and so uh, it's contributed in a lot of ways. I looked at your uh, financial numbers for the full year 2022 and uh, for the Q1 and Q2 compared to the overall revenue, uh, which is $23.8 billion for 2022. The revenue from cargo is about uh, $177 million uh, for 2022, which is less than a percent of the uh, of the total revenue. And in Q2 2023, the cargo revenue is about $47 uh, 
million as against the 41 million uh, recorded for the previous year, but the same as that of uh, Q2 of 2022. What do you think is the cargo numbers will be by the end of 2023? Well, you know, maybe a couple of comments here. I think, first of all, it it is a relatively low percentage of our total gross uh, revenue at Southwest Airlines, but it does offer, you know, very healthy margins. Uh, So when you think about it more from an operating income standpoint, it it becomes a little bit more meaningful. But I do think as the year goes on, I I would expect at this point for us to kind of stay in line with our 2022 results, I think is a... A reasonable expectation, give or take. Okay. I also looked at the cargo carried for uh, financial year 2022, and uh, it is uh, £205 million of cargo, which is about uh, 93,000 tons. Uh, What is the available annual cargo capacity in Southwest? um, And uh, if we can give a breakup of in terms of how much is that uh, in terms of capacity for the domestic, and you also operate and move cargo internationally. Sure. So I think the short answer is that we have a lot of capacity. So we have uh, on any given day, you know, 4,000 plus flights per day. Now they're they're all narrow body 737 uh, aircraft, but uh, each of those flights, just as an average, we'll say, can carry about 1,500 pounds of cargo. So when you kind of annualize that, you know, you're really looking at about 2 billion pounds of weight that's available in our network uh, on an annual basis. So the, the vast majority of that too, uh, Reggie, is in the uh, domestic arena. So we have a very limited international schedule. Most of that goes to a leisure destination. So we don't move a lot of cargo internationally. We do move some, but the vast majority of our capacity is available in the domestic arena for us or in the, U- you know, in the United States. Well, you want to reflect on the global air freight market, uh, which is actually going through a very challenging time because of the global macroeconomic factors, uh, which is actually constricting demand and making cargo yield fall very sharply. Uh, what is your reading of the current market conditions and uh, what do you think is their impact on Southwest, which fully relies on Billy cargo capacity and largely a domestic operation within the U.S.? Yeah, so I think we have been a bit maybe less exposed, certainly, to what's going on in the broader global uh, air cargo market. So it, the, the impact uh, for us has been has been a bit less. We, we certainly do move cargo that comes in uh, from international locations or is going to international locations. So there is some impact, but to date, it has been a, a bit more limited than what we've seen maybe with with some of the other carriers, you know, I, I would say that certainly economic conditions are weighing uh, on results there. But I also think some of it probably a little bit of normalization that was still kind of, you know, that needed to occur in this post-pandemic environment. As you've seen international passenger travel really start to perform well. I think that has, has almost naturally resulted in some of the downturn on the cargo side, I think, with all of the additional capacity that now is available. But the, as as for the impact of Southwest Airlines, it's been a little bit more limited. You know, Southwest is uh, known for its uh, high-frequency point-to-point network and high-asset utilization business model. That's it's what uh, Southwest follows, and that has been the reason uh, for its continuous success over the last five decades. Uh, how do you design and orchestrate your cargo operations to match with such a model? Yeah, so that's a good question. First of all, I think that is one of the things that shippers love about Southwest. We, we're a bit of a unique provider out there in that we're, you know, we're a narrow body carrier and we do move quite a bit of cargo on an annual basis. But I think the thing that 
that people love is the fact that we have this very high frequency network. We have lots of capacity. We have lots of redundancy. So if you're not able to move something as planned initially, a lot of times we have routings available through other markets that, that may actually get the cargo there at about the same time. And so it really allows for a, a really good network for shippers. And I think you know, the thing for us that's important is, is we have to do cargo wise, we have to be very conscientious of the impact that we have on the operation. Uh, because the last thing that you want is for cargo in some way to contribute to delays or operational complexities on the ramp that um, you'd rather avoid. And so we try to focus very much on commodities that we know we can be successful carrying, that we know will fit our network well, that we know uh, our ramp staffing uh, will be able to handle. We really focus a lot of uh, attention there and then we move a lot of cargo uh, really just like we move our luggage. So it moves throughout the system in a very similar fashion. So you're not doing something dramatically different as a ramp agent, as an example, uh, moving cargo versus moving luggage. It's all loose, loosely loaded on the aircraft, just like a bag would be. And so your processes are similar. Your commodities that we carry, we focus on certain things that really fit the network well. And then the other thing that we're very actively manage is just the capacity that's available that we sell or will manifest cargo to. And so we have a, a capacity management system that we use that forecasts essentially how much space and how much weight will be available on a flight on any given day. We establish lids for that capacity and it adjusts as bookings come in for passengers and as bag estimates adjust, then that capacity will adjust accordingly. And so what we want to try to make sure that we do is never to send cargo out to the flight line that actually cannot be loaded on an aircraft. And so that's something that we actively do. We don't do it perfectly because the variables change so often. When you think about capacity above the wing, you know how many seats you have. When you think about capacity below the wing, you know, you're really estimating your passengers, you're estimating your bags, you're really uh, not necessarily accounting for tankered fuel related to weather or something like that en route. And so um, there are some variables that you almost just can't account for perfectly. But the goal is to make sure that we don't send anything out there that can't be loaded on a flight. Um, so we're really trying to do our best to, to, again, take what we know we can move well and to manifest the space that we know we have and to do things from an operational processes standpoint that are in line with the processes that our ramp already manages as it relates to baggage. I know that uh, your operational excellence is something that a lot of the domestic airlines in different parts of the world uh, try to emulate and try to mimic. I, I think you have provided that um, uh, that model to a lot of the domestic airlines around the world. Uh, uh, when you give us a sense of the cargo commodities that Southwest Cargo carries, and um, can you tell us what commodity contributes the biggest share in terms of volume and value? I had a chance of look at some of the videos that is posted on your website, uh, beautiful videos of uh, shippers talking about shippers who uh, who manufacture chocolate, farmers who grow uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, interesting mix of commodities. Uh, if you can take us through the variety of commodities and uh, what their volume and value to the overall Southwest cargo. Yeah, so as you might imagine, especially with the, the pandemic kind of uh, in the near rearview mirror here, we our e-commerce related commodities grew dramatically during that period of time. And so really, if, if you think about maybe the largest single 
segment, and, and there's lots of things that kind of fall into the e-commerce category, but uh, e-commerce related goods are probably the largest in terms of volume uh, that moves around our system. But, you know, with the network that we have and the frequency of the schedule, uh, we tend to to do very well with medical shippers. We, we move a lot of different medical commodities around our system. We move a lot of organs for transplant, as an example. Uh, but we also move a lot of things, like you mentioned, a lot of perishable commodities that need to move quickly as well. So uh, fresh flowers and, and seafood and, and different things like that. Uh, we move a lot of those commodities and just kind of almost, uh, you know, a lot, lots of different things in between. We've moved over the years, rescue alligators on our flight. You know, we've moved some really interesting commodities uh, and we do really on any given day. But if you're looking at maybe the larger categories besides e-commerce, you know, medical and perishable commodities tend to be some of the the uh, largest areas uh, that we, we do quite well with. Well, when we talk about the e-commerce commodities, a uh, lot of the packages that come to your cargo shipment that come, it come under general cargo, but there is no specific categorization as an e-commerce. So uh, as an airline, do you specifically categorize as an e-commerce uh, shipment? Or do they, a lot of it actually go as general cargo? For our purposes, we would categorize those shipments really as consumer goods, but they come from larger e-commerce shippers. And so we know they're e-commerce related, but a lot of it's, you know, tends to be retail commodities, consumer goods uh, that are purchased via e-commerce channels and then consolidated in some way, actually that are moving as, as zone skipping mail around our network and then are ultimately ingested into the postal system by the shipper that's moving them. So uh, we just happen to know based on the shippers that we have and the and knowledge of their commodities that they move that they're e-commerce related goods. That I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. but Just want uh, a little more information about your international cargo shipment, which began in 2018. Currently, I know it's not big in terms of volume, but uh, how many destinations do you use, uh, service? Internationally for cargo... I'm going to have to make a guess. I think we're serving seven destinations uh, with cargo services. So it's it's right around that number. And it's, and it's you know, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it's, it's very limited for us at this point. But we do have a couple of locations that actually do pretty well with cargo volumes. Uh, and then some that, are, you know, just move a little bit. But international really is something that uh, is important to us. We have a limited flight schedule at the moment. And so that that obviously causes us to have kind of limited results there as well. But um, ultimately, you know, as Southwest Airlines grows over the years and as our international network potentially grows, cargo is uh, certainly part of those plans. Okay, before I move into the next topic, which is actually digitalization, I just want you to tell us about uh during the pandemic, when uh, a lot of your flights operations actually came to a standstill, uh, did you have uh, cargo loaded on the passenger cabins and uh, did you utilize any of your um, uh, fleet for um, cargo movement? During the pandemic, we did move a lot of cargo throughout the system. Now, we didn't seat load cargo on our aircraft or fly what was commonly referred to as praters uh, around the network, but we had a lot of capacity. We continued to serve all of the markets, you know, that we had historically served. So our, our, our service didn't stop uh, anywhere. And I think the, you know, one of the things that we were certainly proud of was the opportunity to move a lot of COVID related supplies and test kits and, and various things like a lot of carriers did. We certainly uh, participated in that as well. And so 
we had a lot of space to use and and we uh you know we used it but well, digitalization has been a very key topic across uh, aviation and more recently this has become a so critical for cargo operations uh tell us some of the important digital initiatives uh in southwest cargo sure so you know we've been focusing a lot on building out some of our API connections. So that's been a important, almost like uh, the uh, some of the plumbing that was necessary for us to really provide better digital connectivity options to our customers. So some of our API development around bookings and facility information and tracking information uh, is being worked on currently. We've been very happy with product that we utilize for our online booking service. Uh, we partnered with a company called Hangar A, and, and in this particular case, it's been very, uh, this worked very well for kind of our own booking label site. Uh, and then I think the third thing around the technology side is is really more internal, uh, and it has to do with utilizing mobile devices for our employees uh, in our warehouses and out on the ramp that can more actively manage cargo, maybe changes to routings or different things like that. It really kind of puts the tools in their hands to, to be much more efficient and to move more quickly and to change things as they kind of change with the operation versus maybe sending cargo back to be remanifested at the cargo facility. So that certainly has been a focus of ours as well. And going forward, uh, will you have more investment into digital transformation tools in order to further increase and improve the cargo operations? We work closely with our technology department. We have a dedicated team from that department that uh, their focus is our cargo business. Uh, and they continue to not only manage the systems and kind of the things that we have in place today, but also uh, you know, their focus uh, has been to, to help us modernize you know, our technology offerings that we do have and to make us more, really to make it easier for us to do business with other you know, customers or, or partners. And so that technology group has, has really been helpful. We also have a, a technology team in, in the cargo department as well uh, that interfaces with that group. And so that's, that's certainly a big part of our strategic efforts going forward. Well, 2023, this year marks 50 years of Southwest Cargo and 52 years for the airline. As I said in the introduction, how significant is this for Southwest Cargo? I, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And I certainly, I guess I would start by saying it, it certainly shows a commitment to our shippers and to our cargo customers at Southwest Airlines has, has been doing this for a while, but that, you know, continues to do this and, and has uh, performed, you know, I think very well for many years. And so we, we have a pretty loyal customer base and following. And a lot of that has been established over this 50 year career that we have. I think the other thing, you know, I would mention is that we have so many employees and teammates around that have been in the cargo business for a long time. And so it's not uncommon for me to be in a cargo facility where, you know, chatting with some of our, you know, uh, employees there that, uh, that I might be the junior guy in the conversation. And I've been here over 30 years, as you mentioned. And so we have a lot of very passionate folks in the cargo business. We've been doing it for a long time. We're very fortunate to have people that want to be uh, in cargo, that love the business and are passionate about it. And I think that's one of the things that shippers love about us is our, our, certainly the, our people and the great job that they do. But a lot of that's been developed just over this 15-year uh, timeline. You spent uh, practically all of your professional career, 31 years at Southwest. Um, a major part of your professional career was building of Southwest Cargo. 
Give us a few examples of the high points of Southwest Cargo and a few highlights of your career in Southwest. Yeah, I love the I love that question, and I've this may be a, a bit of a surprising answer, but during the pandemic, as difficult as that certainly was, we were able to do a lot of things that I was really proud of. It, it, we were able to to generate revenue for Southwest Airlines. We were able to really implement some pretty important strategic initiatives in a very short time window that under normal circumstances just wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it that way. Uh, we were able to work together with, you know, quite a, you know, with a, a team that had been or was reduced down a bit because we had voluntary separation programs that people could utilize to retire. And so our staffing was less. And despite you know, all of those things and all of the constantly changing uh, things in the environment, you know, I really was, I really looked back on that and was very proud of what the team was able to accomplish during that time. And that will always be a memory of mine. And it, you know, I'd stop to say, obviously, that wasn't a very difficult time, but it just, I was, you know, during difficult times, you, you can be inspired. And I certainly was by the, the work of the team. And I was proud of how to be a part of that. You know, if you think about, you know, highlights in my career, uh, every day that the gate opens up, Reggie, that I drive up and put my badge in front of it, and the gate opens up is kind of a highlight. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, you know, I, I, my, the highlight for me is I, I got I got lucky 90 or back in 1992 when I got hired. Southwest is a wonderful company and has been wonderful to me. And I uh, am very thankful to to have the opportunity here. And I'm, I'm thankful when that gate opens up every day and they let me <laughs> into the office. So uh, it's been a real blessing for me. And every day has kind of been a highlight. Valley, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Yeah, very nice to talk to you as well. Thank you very much for the invitation. That was Valley Devereaux, Vice President Cargo and Charters at Southwest Airlines. That's it from us at Staff Media Group. We bring Cargo Masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back next Monday for a fresh episode.